Welcome to Vistas by WebCheck Security. News, views, and insights into the cybersecurity realm, leadership, and entrepreneurship. Produced by WebCheck Security, a world-class cyber penetration testing and risk mitigation company. My name is Greg Johnson, and I'm your host. Today's podcast features our inaugural guest and anchor sponsor organization, Earl Foote, the CEO of Nexus IT Consultants. In the next hour, we'll learn about critical trends in managed services and, more importantly, cybersecurity. Vistas is sponsored by Vivint Smart Home. Look, have you ever wondered what would happen if I were robbed? What would they get? Who do I call to protect me? Well, look no further than Vivint Smart Home. They have the best technology for cameras, doorbells, garage sensors, window sensors, thermostats, everything you'll need all in one app. For world-class security and home automation, call Vivint today at 1-800-570-1313. That's right, 1-800-570-1313. Now, anchoring Vista sponsorship is Nexus IT a worry-free, hyper-responsive, and white-glove organization and approach to providing world-class IT support and solutions so leaders can focus on their business. Earl's crew is awesome, and he plays a mean bass in a band called 90 Proof. So for your IT security needs, get this phone number, 435-659-2533. That's 435-659-2533. Or reach out to www.nexusitc.net. I might add that Earl's team is growing and has made half a dozen critical and technical management hires this year, taking the region by storm. And so it is with great pleasure that I introduce to you Earl Foote. He is the CEO and founder at Nexus IT Consultants. He's also on the Salt Lake Chamber Board of Governors and uh, also the the five school advisory board or v school advisory board uh, earl uh, was with us on our inaugural podcast a little over a year ago and uh, that was a good time but a lot has changed and i'm really excited to uh, t- to talk to him today in in this uh, in this session now earl is a serial entrepreneur with a massive itch to see and experience the world its cultures people and food I like that, Earl. In 2019 alone, Earl did 14 business and personal trips around the world from Vancouver, B.C. to Costa Rica to Spain to Iceland and Dubai. You got to get back there, buddy, uh, with COVID and everything being uh, almost over here, right? As a co-founder of Elevate International, a project that's passionate about offering adventures, retreats, and humanitarian service opportunities to leaders, he shares his wanderlust for seeing the world to bless the lives of at-risk children. Earl brings an open and abundance-minded, fun-loving nature to those around him. His life's passions and pastimes include skiing, biking, camping, backpacking, and music. Although he spends much of his time in the great outdoors, he enjoys his he draws his greatest joy in life, spending quality time with family, friends, and loved ones, and playing and performing with his band, 90 Proof. Did I get that right, Earl? 90 Proof? That's right. Absolutely right. More than anything, (laughs) Earl strives to make a positive impact in the world and the lives of those that surround him, including his team and his primary venture, Nexus IT. Well, Earl, welcome. Craig, that was was quite the intro. Um, Certainly... uh... A lot of uh, very inflated information there. This is not accurate. <laughs> no, but it's. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, oh, I'm on, totally guys. messing around. But, uh, but uh, you know, thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, you know, to be on here uh, on Vistas with you again, my friend. Um, it's such a pleasure. Well, it we've we've experienced a lot together uh, in the past year, um, and uh, it, for our listeners, uh, Cyber uh, Nexus IT. Uh, We'll get into this, but they're they're as much about cybersecurity as they are about managed uh, operational IT services, and they are one of WebCheck Security's best partners. Earl is, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this, but he's one of the few MSPs that actually gets it. (laughs) He gets cybersecurity. He understands what's required, and it's been a a blessing to to work, Earl, with with your organization. now, one of the things that's happened uh, recently is you were acknowledged as one of the nation's top MSPs. So tell our listeners about that. Yeah, thank you so much, Greg. Um, 
So we we did uh, we were recognized in the CRN MSP 500, uh, specifically in the Pioneer 250 category um, of that award group, and uh, essentially that award is refer uh, excuse me reserved for the top 250 MSP MSSPs in the nation um, that are consistently innovating, disrupting, um, pushing the industry forward and raising the bar um, across the industry on operational excellence and practice and, and definitely on that cybersecurity and compliance front. And so, um, yeah, we're very honored to have been recognized in that group um, of, you know, elite MSP, MSSP, IT, you know, service providers across the country. Um, and you're right, you know, really, um, Greg, we've, uh, you know, over the past, of course, we've been around now for almost 24 years, 23 and a half years. Oh, wow. Um, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, really over the past 12 to 15 years, we've carved out quite a niche um, as a, an MSSP, um, really a full end to end MSP, MSSP um, with a, a very um, tight focus on cybersecurity and compliance. And so, uh, most of our our solutions and offerings and our products and services revolve around um, very robust cybersecurity and compliance practices, um, and um, you know therefore the majority of the companies we do business with are either in highly regulated industries where cybersecurity and compliance are not um, a luxury; they are mandatory. Or right. um, you know a lot of our clients are progressive companies that um, lie outside of that that realm, but companies that understand and know the value and the opportunity in being, um, you know, cyber responsible businesses. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of where we've, we've found our, our, our spot, um, in the market. And honestly, it's a place we really enjoy being. It, it is one of the more challenging places to be because obviously you are taking, um, on the, you know, the, the liability, um, and the, the legalities, you know, involved in cybersecurity and compliance, um, off of the plate of our partners and, you know, putting that square on our own shoulders and our team. And, and, uh, you know, it is a, it is a, um, Oh, you know, it's a, I call it risky. It's, it's definitely a more challenging space to be in, but it's what we like to do. And it's really where we like to, you know, uh, where we enjoy being and it's where we can add significant value into the, into the ecosystem and our partner relationships, which is, uh, you know, in, in my bio, you, you had said that, um, uh, you know, I, I strive to make a positive impact and that's not just in people's lives, but everything we do as an organization revolves around making a positive impact in the businesses that we partner with the businesses and organizations that we partner with, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, our, our entire model and our offerings have all been built with that in mind. How do we add significant value into these relationships? How do we help these companies obviously, um, be secure, be compliant, you know, have robust technology, but also technology that aligns with their business program, excuse me, their business plan, you know, technology that um, uh, as we look at their, you know, their three and their five year goals and roadmaps, um, uh, how do we help propel that and enable that through properly le leveraging technology and their technology stack? Um, and then how do we harden that whole stack and make sure that they're compliant in the process, right? That's right. kind of, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of the niche we play in there. Well, Earl, it's been really exciting to see you uh, achieve those goals and, and to our listeners uh, interacting with you as a partner. Um, everything Earl says is true. He, he does strive to add value. There's no errors uh, about Earl, uh, you know, trying to be cool and being successful. He it is he's not letting it go to his head. <laughs> in fact, Earl, I was surprised you you said you've been in business for 23 years, but shave the beard and you don't look a day over 25, my my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that that is part of the reason why I wear the beard, and uh, you know, too, too, uh, it is it is my wife's. Um, you know, I, I it, it was her idea to have the longer beard. You know, it is her blessing that I wear it because, um, I, you know, I look like a 12 year old when I shave it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you get older, you'll, you'll appreciate the, you know, the baby face type thing, but, uh, seeing you achieve your yeah. goals in the past year has been neat. I, I remember when, uh, when WebCheck security, uh, a little over four years ago 
was starting to to go mainstream and full time, if you were, and sitting down with you with lunch and 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 you talking about moving upstream. Well, you've certainly moved far beyond just a, a, a moving upstream, and uh, you've just explained how some of that has worked. Uh, talk a little bit specifically about how your strategy has matured. Um, you've talked about future expansion and, and possible even acquisitions and how your cyber offerings have matured as well. Let's, let's just spend a moment on strategy. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, in, in our, um, you know, in, in our vision and the way that we see the landscape evolving in front of us and the market evolving in front of us is that, um, you know, cybersecurity and, and compliance obviously have been significantly important things over the past, you know, 10 to 15 years, but that is evolving at a really, really rapid pace. And frankly, we feel like, um, you know, that is where our industry is going to continue to, to evolve. Um, and those that aren't really part of that program are going to find themselves in difficult conversations where they're unable to fulfill, um, you know, service needs for their clientele. Um, and obviously that puts the client in, in a difficult situation where they oftentimes have to make a decision about how they move forward. And sometimes that's without you. Right. right. Um, and so, um, we, we have definitely seen that wave coming for, you know, more than a decade. And we've, you know, worked really hard strategically to position ourselves to, to ride that wave forward. Now, I, I won't pretend that that's always going to be the wave, but we know it's going to be a, a big piece of, you know, a history in business, um, even for, you know, decades to come at this point. And so, um, you know, we, we've, we've, uh, we've worked hard to focus uh, in those realms and make sure, again, as a managed service provider, that all of our programs and packages and offerings and services, you know, revolve around um, robust cybersecurity and compliance practices. Um, beyond that, as you mentioned, you know, we are an organization who is growing um, at significant pace. We brought in a lot of new, you know, key hires and a lot of new technical hires. We are actively hiring for eight or 10 positions right now. Um, you know, we've doubled our team size in the last year. We've doubled our revenue for the, for, uh, in the last year, which we've done, you know, five years, uh, within the last decade. Congratulations, um, by the way, that is not <laughs> easy to do. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, you know, it takes a really, uh, committed team that sees the vision and wants to build something really meaningful, you know, together. Um, otherwise there, there's just no way to, to do it, you know, from to sustain that type of growth. And to this point as a bootstrapped organization, you know, not digging into anybody else's pockets, but using our own pockets to, to do that. Right. Um, uh, we have executed, you know, last year uh, an acquisition and, uh, you know, a few other smaller acquisitions many years prior to that. Um, but, you know, re as, as we uh, continue to, um, to work on our regional and national expansion efforts, we know M&A is going to play a big part. And that's a, a big part of our current strategy. In fact, we just made a key hire to help with that strategy, we brought on uh, Brianne Rochelle, who you know yes. um, as our director of strategic growth, um, is going to help with you know market expansion in other major U.S. and emerging markets. Um, we are actively vetting uh, multiple different candidates right now in, in uh, multiple different markets, including the local market. Um, you know, for uh, potential mergers and figuring out how we can strategically align to uh, you know to build an organization that can. Um, answer more questions for the market uh, and the, the evolving needs uh, that can address those and um, continue to have this holistic end-to-end -end type of offering that, um, you know, that really uh, makes it an easy choice for business leadership units to, to decide that you are the firm that they need to align with in order to cover their backs and help them leverage the opportunity that lies ahead. Fantastic. Now talk a little bit about um, specifically about it in all of that, which great strategy, Earl. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving uh, the growth we're seeing. What's so unique about it is that you've sustained the customer success factor. In other words, you haven't diluted the customer experience. You don't have uh, clients that are saying, oh yeah, we, we did business with Nexus and yeah, they were okay. We hear that about other partners, <laughs> but not Nexus <laughs> IT in, in all honesty. Um, and, uh, 
But but talk about in all of that how your cyber offerings have have matured. What what are you doing today that's different than what you did say a year ago or or even five years ago? Yeah, uh, you know uh, maybe two parts to that question or, or you know comment and question. And just to reiterate, you know uh, that one piece, the customer experience has been, you know, a, 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 our massive focus. Um, you know, really we focus on two two things as leaders. Um, you know, and as operators of this business, and that is uh, the employee experience and our customer experience. And usually we find that as leaders, if we make sure that our employees have the right experience, then our customers have the right experience. When the culture is built around, you know, enabling and empowering our people um, and making them, you know, uh, feel rewarded and fulfilled and enjoying what they're doing, then, you know, they make sure that our customer experience lines up where it needs to be. Um, and that I, I can be you know, straightforward, Greg, that that's not always easy, particularly as you're scaling quick as a company, right. there's lots of little tweaks and, you know, uh, fine tuning that you have to do, you know, when you grow beyond one level, you know, of, um, of volume and quantity of clients or, you know, volume of revenue, um, you have to make tweaks along the way. You, 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 you end up breaking some processes and procedures and systems and, you know, here and there, a customer might have an experience that they go, Hey, this doesn't really meet the standard that we're used to. Right. right. And you go, we're sorry, um, help us understand what went wrong. Let's operationalize a fix together for this so that you never have to experience it again. And no other client ever has, has to experience it again. So that's been, you know, uh, a very important part of our journey and something we've never been willing to sacrifice on. Um, and honestly, it's a big part of our secret sauce. It's part of our, our recipe of, you know, what sets us apart in the market, because, um, you know, I would say if you went to, you know, um, you went to all of our clients, 98% of them would say they're having a fantastic experience right now. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe there's a few where, you know, we, we've, we, we've fallen short here or there, but we're working on those things. And we, we work with our clients to help them understand that we want that feedback. In fact, we tell them all feedback's positive, no matter how you view it. It's an opportunity for us to assess gaps and blind spots and to operationalize fixes for those. So please share your feedback. Um, um, you asked about, you know, uh, how our, our offerings have evolved. Um, and it's interesting, uh, you know, I would say that today, uh, we are a very different company and our offerings are very different than they were pre COVID. Um, you know, COVID has propelled a shift in, uh, in our market and in how it departments and cybersecurity departments work you know, uh, day in and day out and address these distributed workforce situations. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, pre-COVID, for the most part, we had fairly good control over environments by making sure they were contained within corporate offices, in a cloud, in, you know, a few branch offices. So a lot of organizations that we deal with, you know, maybe had five offices total or five you know, locations where they had infrastructure uh, prior to COVID. And then suddenly, you know, March of 2020 comes along and they send hundreds and sometimes thousands of people home to, you know, to work from home. And some of those people are no longer working on corporate issued devices, but they're working on, you know, what, what we refer to as BYOD or bring your own device. They're working right. on their own laptops or, you know, family tablets or their smartphones. And so uh, all of a sudden you take, five offices and you make it a thousand offices right <laughs> and right. and you also have a lot of these variables of devices and controls and connections that are completely out of your your you know your control and your administration and so the this your attack vectors you know have increased uh, by I, you know, often cases tens or hundreds of times in, in recent years. And now we have to account for those equations in a different manner, which means, you know, you have to really double down on things like, um, you know, multi-factor authentication or referred to as, you know, 2FA oftentimes, things like zero, tr zero trust and privileged access and single sign-on and VPNs and, um, you know, cloud, uh, VDIs or virtual desktops, you know, we, we do a lot of that because when users are connecting from a myriad of distinct, you know, devices that don't belong to the corporation, if they, if they connect to a virtual desktop in the cloud, 
of course, we have administrative control over that and, and how permissions all work. And we can keep it locked down adequately to make sure that user has the right experience. Because if the user can't get work done, they'll find workarounds, right? right. They'll find ways to, to get around the security measures you put in place. Um, but in an environment where we can control the security uh, and we can have measures, but we can make sure the users you know, uh, have the right experience, while still making sure that it's adequately locked down, um, you know, is very important. So, um, yeah, I would say that's that's some of the the evolution. Of course, um, you know, cyber and compliance regulations and frameworks are pushing forward the need for twenty four seven security operations centers, right? And right. Um, so, you know, what you and I refer to as SOC. Uh, so, we, you know, that's a, a consistent. Um, you know, a consistent part of our strategy is building out more and more robust, you know, around the clock security operations center, you know, people and AI, you know, keeping um, watch on environments and making sure that there's no malicious behavior or traffic and shutting that stuff down and remediating when, you know, when something is going wrong. Um, and that's just part of it, you know, Greg, I think, you know, th this is 15 years ago, you know, Robust cybersecurity was having Norton antivirus, right? Um, right, right. And, and now it's this massive multi-layered approach of, you know, oftentimes when you do a, an in-depth assessment of a company's needs and their objectives and where they're going in, in the next several years, you build this multi-layered approach that might include a dozen to 20 or 25 different, you know, measures and solutions. And of course, that also, the other thing that we're seeing, you know, evolve at a, at a really rapid pace is the need for policy practice procedure for, you know, training your people. Of course, you and I know that 90 to 95% of all breaches, you know, uh, happen because of human error, right. whether it's, whether it's intentful or not, or malicious or not, um, that is, that is the reality. And so the more that you can uh, make sure that your users understand the threats and how to avoid them, um, and that's certainly something we've seen, you know, that's evolved and has become a, a massive necessity over even the last five or six years. Yeah. And, and, and if I may add an insight to Earl, a little over a year ago, it may, it may be going on two now, um, you and your team started offering uh, the, such assessments uh, in depth of uh, policy practice and procedure. It is possible to do a great assessment on a distributed work environment uh, where we look at things like Jamf for the Mac, or we look at whether or not they're using tools that that Nexus could provide to lock down the desktop or VDI at, at virtual desktops and, and other uh, technologies and uh, BYOD uh, practices and controls, if you will. Uh, and you've also started offering um, expert penetration testing uh, as well. Um, there are some great guys that do that, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Who could that be? <laughs> no, definitely. As, as we've seen the need in the marketplace, you know, obviously we align with strategic part partners that can help us fill gaps. And that's something that you and your team, you know, WebCheck, um, this, this, you know, the, the compliance and cyber needs are becoming so prevalent for businesses and they need highly trained professionals that have, you know, uh, really specialized certifications like CISM and CISSP and certified ethical hacker and more. Right. right. And so you create this pull of, you know, what I know you refer to as fractional um, information security officers or FISOs, you know, in, in the wild, they're referred to as chief information security officers or CISOs. Um, and, uh, you know, these types of individuals are in high demand. Um, they are highly trained. They're really, um, you know, specialized and uh, they're not easy to come by. And so, you know, a partner like you who's built a nationwide network of very talented, you know, CISOs and FISOs um, that, you know, MSSPs and MSPs like us can can leverage um, is, you know, just helps enhance what we're able to do for our clientele in, you know, these deep, this deep work of really evaluating people, practice, process, procedure, and then helping those, those companies fine tune all of those and get to a point where, um, you know, it all makes sense. And it's also working in their favor from a security and compliance perspective. Of course, part of that is, is the penetration testing or vulnerability and risk assessments, um, that, that, you know, that your organization does. And a lot of the, these compliance, you know, regulations that we're talking about require 
you know, minimum annual independent, you know, uh, security assessments and or audits, sometimes by accredited bodies, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, that's been a, a significant evolution as well in, in, in our journey here and the offerings. And, and we see that being, you know, continue to be a massive um, opportunity and space where, where there's going to be a lot of movement in this market moving forward. And that's what I mean, Earl, by part of the evolution I've seen at Nexus IT is when I say that Earl Foote gets it and his team, you are not uh, just an MSP. You've graduated, I believe, to the ranks of an MSSP, a managed security service provider as well. Not just looking at the operational du jour part part of of IT, keeping databases, Windows servers, and Active Directory or remote desktops properly secured with MFA. You're looking at, the, as you mentioned, the policies, the practices, the procedures, where are the holes, where are the gaps, where's the change control, where's the HR offboarding, is it written, is it in policy, are there metrics to, to check these kinds of things, do they do annual penetration testing, um, Nexus IT gets that there are these frameworks called NIST, CIS, and then other regulatory frameworks like HIPAA, PCI, um, uh, High Trust, uh, and, and on and on and on, there's SEC regulations. Uh, regulations there's a federal trade commission can get involved and 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 you get that it's been so exciting to to watch how you and and your sales reps go in and provide solutions not just hey let's install antivirus <laughs> you know <laughs> we, we certainly have graduated beyond that well earl what do you see right now as some of the critical threats uh, in the cybersecurity landscape you've alluded to phishing and social engineering but uh What's going on out there, and what are some of the key things that, uh, that Nexus is offering to counteract those trends and strengthen um, organizational uh, cyber hygiene? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, this is a topic that, uh, you know, I, I want to tread lightly around just because, you know, there, there's um, geopolitical, you know, situations happening, uh, you know, in our world that have actually um, – you know, caused this whole landscape to really morph um, over the right. last couple of months. Right. And, um, you know, COVID in and of itself, you know, caused a massive evolution in the cybersecurity landscape and um, in in the attack vectors and the quantity of, of attack attempts, right? We saw those, you know, nearly overnight, um, you know, uh, increase tenfold, right? And now with this Russian-Ukrainian conflict, they are literally at cyber war every day, which um, it's kind of an interesting thing to follow and see what's happening. But they both have cyber warfare forces that are, and you and I have partners right here in Utah who have teammates who have, you know, who have left employment to go to work for the Ukrainian government as, you know, cyber soldiers. And um, literally, right. you know, they are fighting on a different battlefield. Of course, they're fighting on physical battlefields at the moment, but they're also fighting in cyberspace. And not only that, then you get, you know, hacktivist groups like Anonymous who decide they're going to pick a side and they're, they're going to go after Russia. Um, the thing that um, that's happened in recent months is, of course, you know, um, uh, Russian forces, unfortunately, are also targeting um, businesses and or governments that um, that oppose what they are doing. And so at the moment, you know, um, U.S. businesses are very much in the crosshairs of this uh, of this war, of this conflict in cyberspace. Right. And uh, I can tell you unequivocally over the last couple of months, our team has seen the amount of hacking attempts um, and the amount of hacks, the amount of breaches or cyber incidents right here in, you know, in Utah or in, you know, in our Intermountain West region, we've right. seen the quantity um, increase at staggering sort of pace. Um, and so, you know, we are uh, consistently um, you know, working on be, be, being more and more hypervigilant all the time. Um, we're seeing our client environments uh, become, you know, uh, or, or be under attack a lot more than they were previously. Um, and we are seeing a lot of, you know, uh, companies come to us that are not current clients that are in situations where they've been 
uh, you know, they've been breached, they've had an incident. And oftentimes, of course, you know, hackers cover their tracks really well, but sometimes you can follow the, the, the trail of breadcrumbs. And some of this, you know, honestly, it leads back to Russian IP addresses. Um, whether or not it leads further than that sometimes, you know, uh, is undetermined. Um, but yes, this is very much a, a real thing that's happening right here and now, and, and it is affecting us on a global scale. And it's not just here in Utah or in the U.S., it's globally. Um, even Anonymous, for example, um, you know, uh, has in the last few days basically said, uh, if you are a global corporation operating in Russia and you are not pulling your operations out of Russia, you are a target and we're coming yeah, after yeah, you, right? Wow. And this is a... This is a hacktivist group, right? That um, you know, uh, they they tout themselves as the Robin Hood of the <laughs> of the cyber, you know, uh, warfare space, right? Um, they are, you know, by governments, you know, uh, they are. Um, They're ideological hackers, is what they are. Ideological hackers. Yeah. Um, they are declared to be, you know, terrorists, cyber terrorists, right? Um, so while there might be some, you know, benevolent. Uh, uh, mentalities, you know, and, and ideology behind what they're they're trying to do, uh, right. they are destructive. Uh, but that's something that also, you know, U.S. businesses have to be thinking about, or global global businesses have to be thinking about. If um, if I'm going to stay, you know, keep my operations uh, in Russia at the moment, I probably open myself up to um, you know multiple different hacking groups and or nation state, you know, uh, hacking groups that are um, going to be interested in making a point out of me right right and and the reality is that you know you touch on something interesting uh the russian gru through sandworm revil dark side and other uh hacktivist or hacking groups have been hacking us for a long time back in 2015 i believe it was uh the ukrainian power grid this was a, a precursor uh was hacked and uh they were taken down by sandworm and uh there, there's a whole book about that, uh, but yep. they've been preparing for this for a long time. And, you know, the Biden administration has acknowledged and also signed executive orders stating that we need to tighten our cybersecurity critical infrastructure and that all businesses need to be concerned. As you've seen, Earl, uh, it wasn't just the uh, defense uh, supply chain uh, client of yours that has had Russian IP addresses uh, running scans, <laughs> right? These are mainstream yeah. businesses. Everybody is at risk. So what, what are some of the things that you're doing to, to strengthen uh, organizational cyber hygiene? I know we've talked about some of them, but uh, re-articulate re those a little bit. Yeah, sure. I mean, we definitely talked about a lot of those more modern, you know, measures for distributed workforces right now. Um, I think that a, a big part of the current equation is that for most organizations, security operations center or SOC services, and you know what we refer to as scene services as well in our industry, um, are, are are no longer really a luxury. They're becoming mandatory to um, to have 24/7, 365 insight into what's happening in your network, um, what's happening on the edge of your network, and to be actively um, you know combating. Uh, these these attempts to infiltrate your infrastructure. Um, not only that, but um, certainly the solutions, the software, and the hardware that we roll out is also evolving. You know, with the landscape to detect malicious behavior, to shut that down, to um, you know what we refer to now no longer as antivirus, but now next-gen endpoint security, right? And most next-gen endpoint security now has anti-ransomware built into it, which means it will detect malicious behavior of encryption of files or alteration of files. It will not only stop that, but it will roll back the, the changes that that makes, right? Um, so we're seeing evolution in the software and hardware solutions that we use, um, that businesses use, you know, throughout their IT infrastructure, um, and lots of new startups and solutions that are that are coming out. You know, that are um, trying to address these um, these threats and you know this this new variable of a massively distributed workforce, um, and figure out how we we get back to a point where we can be more secure in these new environments and new conditions. Um, you know, uh, things like, again, single sign-on, zero trust, privilege access, 
you know, these are all, you know, newer emerging sort of technologies that are helping to address uh, these types of scenarios. And then, of course, you know, because we've talked about phishing and social engineering, um, you know, being really the biggest attack vector and the most common point of entry for a cyber incident, um, cyber education and the maturity of cyber education, you know, we're, we're seeing evolve very quickly as well. A lot of, you know, new offerings and new product enhancements and that kind of stuff that's happening in, in, the, in the industry. And those all kind of have to be, I think, you know, um, on, you know, part of a, a, the radar and part of a, a program for modern businesses in, in this world today. Yes. And Earl, the neat thing is, is that Nexus has access to so many different technologies and vendors and, and, uh, you know, your, your smart guys like, you know, Lou, Casey, uh, some of your engineers, uh, Steve, as they're consulting with customers, they can go in and say, well, you know, this particular technology is probably better than, than, than technology B, whether it's a, a SOC or a SIM, a 24 seven solution, whether it's endpoint. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's kind of the neat thing about working with, with Nexus is you, you guys are in there not to push product, uh, but to provide real solutions uh, for your clients. Uh, and, and I think you hit the nail on the header, SSO, MFA, and all these different types of technologies uh, pushing the edge to, to home and, and what protections can be put on other devices. This, this has become critical. I noticed the PCI SSC, the, the security council that manages the PCI DSS, which is the data security uh, standard for all credit card processing, for example. We all take credit cards in our businesses, and so we're beholden to a certain level of, of uh, merchant compliance. Uh, they recently came out with the PCI DSS 4.0, which shows a, a, a maturity uh, versus what it was in 2006 when they first uh, started. And one of those is that it's no longer uh, administrative non-console access into the cardholder environment that now requires MFA. It's everybody who has access to the cardholder data environment. That means call center agents that are uh, taking calls and traversing credit card data because they're taking it on a phone call now have to log in with their machines when they go into work, whether that's at home or whatever, with multi-factor authentication. And and so there, there's going to be a lot of neat changes uh, coming forward in the industry. Well, folks, uh, we're going to take a quick break here. You know, it used to be uh, notebooks, posters, banners, proofreading, ads, physical invites. Now it's virtual servers, as you've been hearing in this podcast, desktops uh, that are virtual and locked down, internet content filtering, uh, cloud environments, distributed infrastructure, and of course, on-prem regular infrastructure. Are you ready to jump your company forward a few decades? Let's let Nexus IT Consultants show you how. Uh, go out to visit them, folks, at www.nexusitc.net or call them at 435-659-2533. Now, we need to mention on this podcast that Nexus is a sponsor of the Web Check Security Cyber Summit. In fact, they're the premier anchor sponsor. That's going to be held on April 21st, and we've decided to donate uh, a portion of the proceeds to um, the Eyes Open Foundation run by SoftServe, who has thousands of employees in the Ukraine and are helping with uh, all kinds of humanitarian uh, issues and, and helping the war effort in, in the Ukraine. Uh, so go to webcheckseurity.com and look at our events page. So that's webcheckseurity.com slash events. And uh, you can learn more about that Cyber Summit, about Nexus sponsorship, about Earl's upcoming session. And, of course, uh, uh, we're very excited about donating to a great cause. All right. And we are back with uh, Mr. Earl Foote, uh, CEO of Nexus IT Consultants. And, uh, Earl, let's uh, let's get back on track here and and. And, and carry on. What have you seen that's new in the industry with regards to cyber hygiene? What solutions are you offering now that you weren't offering a year ago? You know, as as we um, as we see sort of this kind of landscape uh, change so quickly, and as you mentioned, Greg, um, you know, a lot of new framework and regulation that's happening, and even old 
you know, regulations like PCI that now is on version 4.0, where they, you know, every few years they review, they look at the, the evolving landscape and they say, okay, well, these, these controls and these measures really are, are, you know, some of these are no longer valid and we have to now replace those with, you know, more modern, um, strategies and tactics and controls. Um, not only that, but we're seeing a significant amount of new legislation, you know, uh, right here in our most recent legislative session here in Utah, of course, the new Utah Consumer Privacy Act was, uh, was passed. And so now Utah businesses, um, uh, you know, it's, obligated by law now that they start to look really tightly about how they manage the data that they store um, that belongs to other people, how they manage that PII. Um, and then the access that those, uh, you know, those people have to their own data and how they uh, allow permission or deny permission to organizations for use and access to that information. So we're, we're seeing this compliance, you know, sort of uh, landscape evolve so quickly, you know, um, and lots of businesses really um, scrambling to try to keep up with it. Um, you know, particularly what, what we're seeing happen in the space, Greg, is that larger companies, um, of course, they have very robust data management and, you know, vendor management sort of programs now. Right. And they won't engage with a partner or another business unless you can um, verify through third-party attestation that you have robust cyber practices and you're not going to um, expose their data and their their users or their clients' data to risk um, by engaging with you. So we're seeing um, this massive shift in the marketplace where bigger fish are saying to the, little, the smaller fish, like, if you want to do business with us, here are the parameters under which you're going to do that from a cyber and compliance perspective. And if you don't get there, you know, like if we're talking about a new partnership right now, like if you aren't there now, you, you've missed the opportunity. And that's why I talk about this being an opportunity a lot, because when when a business, say a, a $20 million a year business comes to you and I and says, man, I've got this big fish on the line. You know, they're, they're doing half a billion dollars in revenue a year, um, or maybe they're doing several billion of dollars of revenue a year. Um, and they've handed me this 50 page document and assessment of all the controls that I need to have in place. And if I don't get this done, uh, in a week, we're going to lose this opportunity. Right. Right. Um, right. That's happened to you, by the way. And, and we've worked on those and and your clients have been very happy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. hundred percent, you know, and there's those scenarios where, you know, the big fish won't wait. Unfortunately, sometimes the big fish will go find another partner that is ready to engage with them from a cyber and compliance perspective. Right. Right. Um, Sometimes they're patient enough to say, okay, we'll give you a three month ramp up period to get there. And you know, that's where you and I can, and can help them significantly in that in that process, right? Um, so, uh, anyways, we're seeing this shift to where smaller businesses are being required by bigger businesses to put on their big boy pants and say, "Okay, we've got to buckle down. We got to make sure we have the right process, procedure, practices, and controls in place mm-hmm. um, in order to engage." And so, there is a massive opportunity in the marketplace right now for smaller or you know even larger businesses um, that that can show and particularly particularly through third-party attestation that they have good cyber hygiene as you refer to it right Right. Um, when you can go to market with that as one of your value propositions um, of course there's more opportunity in front of you Um, and you know oftentimes frankly your your margins can be better you know your your price uh, can be better and you have new revenue revenue opportunities in front of you so I, I i encourage business leaders to of course you know in this space we talk a lot about risk but i would say that most of the business leaders in a leadership business business leadership unit have grown somewhat numb to that conversation of risk they're used they're used to dealing with you know a certain amount of risk every single day um and except for maybe the CIO, the IT manager, the CISO, you know, the CTO kind of types, right? Those are the people that are pushing for uh, better cyber hygiene. Um, but it's oftentimes difficult for them to get the rest of the business leadership unit on board with those um, initiatives. And so when 
you get a, a business leadership unit to start to look at this more as an opportunity because that is what it is in front of them. Um, you, you know, you begin to understand, okay, I have a competitive advantage here. Um, if I, you know, institute these measures and I can go to market with documents in hand to the bigger fish and say, Hey, look, I'm ready. Um, you know, I've done all my, I've done all my homework. Um, and here it is in front of you. And I have third party attestation that, you know, we have the proper, process procedure practices and controls in place um, and that we manage those on an ongoing basis. Um, you know, it, it, we're seeing a lot of opportunity in the market right now in that space. Yes, indeed uh, you are. And we've, we've talked to some of those clients of yours, Neil, that, uh, or Earl, that um, have just been thrilled with, with the result. We, we personally at WebCheck have a questionnaire we're filling out from a large SaaS platform that we're pen testing. So it's becoming more and more common. Well, goodness, the the time, uh, we could talk about this for a long time, but I'm just going to encourage our listeners to come to the April 24th Salt Lake Cyber Summit because, Earl, I understand you're doing a breakout session that will be uh, even more in-depth than, than what we've gone into here. Yeah, exactly. We're going to dig deeper here and really help you know businesses understand what modern cybersecurity and compliance looks like, what they need to be planning for what their three and five year roadmaps need to look like in this, in this space, right. And how and where to leverage the opportunities. And, and Greg, I know you may be part of that conversation with me. I know you're, you have other, you know, sessions and everything going on. Um, but um, I'm excited, you know, Nexus and I are super excited to be involved in this cyber summit, um, you know, and, and helping to create thought leadership in the space, particularly in the local Utah ecosystem. But, um, you know, we know that those waves ripple um, and they whip, ripple pretty far. And so um, we're uh, we're excited to be involved in this with you. Uh, we appreciate the opportunity and certainly excited to be, um, you know, uh, anchor sponsor for this event. Oh, thank you. Well, I will be there moderating your session and listening to your awesome uh, advisement <laughs> to, to all of the <laughs> attendees. Will you also have a booth at that event? That is accurate. Yes, um, we will. Thank you for asking. <laughs> good, good. Um, yes. And who will be staffing said booth? <laughs> who who can some of your prospects and clients yeah. talk to uh, at at that uh, event? Yeah. yeah, I mean our our you know our, our sales team, our, our account management teams, um, everybody that's in our business development you know departments. Um, uh, you know, Brian Rochelle, Mallory Lovestad, Casey Lunsford, Joe Nice. Um, uh, let's see, Mike, Mike Hadley. Hadley. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike Hadley will be there. Steve Peterson. Steve, uh, Peterson. Um, yeah, my, myself, I'll be there, um, at least for part of it. Um, I, I do have another conference that day as well, so I'll, I'll be there for part of the conference. Um, right. I have another conference and another speaking engagement that day. Um, so, uh, But I'll be there for part of it, and then uh, a lot of our team will be there. So stop by the booth. We'd be happy to you know, talk more about um, what this all looks like, what the future looks like, um, and how we can help you prepare for that now um, and help you leverage opportunities that are available to you in the marketplace. It's going to be a great day, April 21st. Um, as we wrap up here, Earl, what, what are some of the biggest wins or a, a biggest win that, that you'd like to discuss that, that you've had at Nexus? And this could be anything. It could be uh, some of your corporate objectives, the growth and maturity, personnel. Uh, what would you say that's been over this past year? You know, for me, Greg, and this might be somewhat of an unconventional answer, um, you know, we've we've certainly received some accolades and awards. You know, I already talked about, you know, doubling revenue and team size in the last year. Um, you know, there's been a lot of, and you know, picking up a significant amount of clients, you know, beginning our regional expansion and, and starting to reach tentacles out into regional markets and having clients, you know, in different markets in the U.S. That's all part of it. Um, for me, I think for me, the, the absolute biggest win is um, that we haven't sold out our culture and our soul in the process. In fact, mm -hmm. it's it's improved. Um, you know, even with uh, growth at scale, I would say you know, uh, based upon our anonymous you know uh, polling of our employees, that for the most part, everybody feels like we're headed in the right direction. We're doing the right thing. And the culture is phenomenal, right? Um, people are having a great time. We love collaborating. We love producing the right results for our clients and for our team members. We love creating a really cool company with really cool culture. Um, and, you know, uh, if, if we couldn't do that and also have significant success in the public eye, 
I wouldn't want to have the latter. Right. Um, and so I, you know, I'm just super pleased that, you know, I think you could go anonymously to again, 98% of our, our team and, and they would say, man, this is so amazing. We're having the best time and this is such a great thing that we're doing. Right. Um, and that for me is, I think the biggest win, you know, um, right now and the biggest win, you know, over our history is, is being able to keep that culture and our, our, and our employee experience intact and our client experience intact in the process. Well, thank, thanks for sharing that. You know, that speaks to the old saying, the fish stinks from the head down Earl. And that also means that if there's a good thing going on, it's because, uh, the, the C-suite cares and you certainly, uh, do as, as as a business owner, you care about your employees, you care about your clients. You're not just in it to make the big bucks and and then take off and have fun. When you are taking off and having fun, a lot of times you're doing humanitarian work. So it's uh, it's just an honor to be associated with you. Well, Earl, as as we wrap up here, um, what are some of the some key things that if if you were to just quickly list one or two things that businesses can do today or schedule today? Uh, to improve their cyber hygiene, uh, what would you tell them? Um, maybe three things. First of all, get a third-party assessment. Mm-hmm. You know, reach out to Greg or I to help you understand where your gaps are now and what a roadmap and action plan looks like to uh, to cover those. Second is know that, you know, again, 90 to 95% of your risk lies in your people, and you need to begin to institute, you know, robust cyber education for them. We can help with that. It's not expensive. You know, it's 25 or $30 per user per year to, uh, to leverage these cyber education platforms that do a fantastic job. Um, and then, um, you know, last but not least, um, is you've got to start getting serious about practice policy procedure controls and some of these modern things that we've been talking about, like MFA, single sign on zero trust, all these different things. Yeah. All, all an important part of what I call the cyber pie. And there's not a silver bullet and any vendor that tells you that is blowing smoke uh, up the patootie, right? It's, it's, it's truly a layered approach. And you've already mentioned that. And I think the word you use was multifaceted and, and certainly cybersecurity is that. Well, Earl, how can people reach out to you directly? What's, what's the best way for people to reach you or Nexus IT? Yeah, of course, our website, uh, nexusitc.net. Um, we are very active in social media, so check us out um, on LinkedIn and Facebook primarily, uh, Nexus IT or myself, Earl Foot, um, And uh, locally in Utah, you can reach out to us at 801-839-7006. Fantastic. Well, Earl, it's been such an honor to have you here today. I think so highly of you as a friend, as a business leader, as a partner. And uh, I'm just honored that you'd be here. So thank you very much. The feeling is absolutely mutual. Thank you so much for the invitation, Greg. Thanks. Well, Vistas thanks its sponsors. Of course, Nexus ITC uh, has always been an anchor sponsor of the Vistas podcast. For world-class security and home automation, also Vivint has been a great sponsor at 1-800-570-1313. Today's music has been provided by Suit Up Soldier and can be downloaded on Spotify, Apple Music, and other popular platforms. Check back soon for another episode of Vistas, which we publish at least monthly. And until next time, be positive and see only the good in others. <laughs>